Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Oh, just dandy, as always. Uh, as with uh, all weeks, we have a lot to talk about, but before we get to that, uh, I'm going to apologize for being sniffly. I do not have the Rona. It just, it snowed here, and I've been outside, and I have a cold, and Post nasal drip. Yes. Except it's not post, it's frontal. Ah. It's running right out of my nose. So Okay, I thought that's anyway, what that meant. So with that in mind, uh, well, let's get started, shall we? Yeah. We have quite a bit to get to. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's start with uh, the breaking news that uh, Pfizer knew, the president of Pfizer knew that the vaccine wasn't going to stop. Uh, COVID. Uh, there, there you go. Now you already start with the fake news right away. You know, <laughs> Facebook is going to tell us we can't, uh, we can't say that. We can't even think it. You can't mm. even breathe those words. Yeah. No. They knew the COVID vaccine would not prevent transmission before they rolled it out to the public. Now, here's where the fact checkers would get you. Fact checkers would say they didn't know it wouldn't stop it. They just didn't know if it would stop it. They didn't know for sure it would, and they didn't yeah, know for they, sure it would. They weren't sure. And it what did is not the, have to go through. And the it testing all depends that, on what the definition of is is. <laughs> it did not have to go through the testing that these vaccines normally have to go through. So Janine Small, the president of Pfizer's international development market, was testifying before the European Parliament yesterday, when a member of the Dutch Parliament named Rob Bruce asked. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered market? And Janine Small answered, no. We had to really move at the speed of science. Don't you love that term, the speed of science? To really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. I, I love I love their their buzzwords. I love buzzwords. Because as soon as you start using buzzwords, it means you're full of fucking shit. So yeah, you know, and I hate that. Like a any business meeting or any, you know, um, if you ever go to uh, or listen to people telling you how to invest or people telling you what's good, you know, um, for your health, like you know what supplements are good for your health. If you watch like YouTube videos or or go to um, go to events where they have a speaker and they start using these just weird phrases that sound really interesting and smart and scientific as soon as they start spewing that shit and you're like what does that mean it means they're full of shit so, yeah and this this whole we had to do everything at risk and the speed of science and all that that's it's all these buzzwords that don't mean shit i'm, I'm actually well, it's i'm just, actually it's, worked up today they're just trying to just well it's good for once I mean, normally <laughs> this time of night you're all like no, I'm, tired. I'm all mellow yeah <laughs> Like I was angry earlier. And then I got it all out of my sleepy. system, and uh, no, not tonight. Now I'm fucking worked up. Good sleepy. <laughs> so, no, I I 100% agree. And 
Um, and I'm not kidding about that whole fact checking thing. That's what they'll do. Oh, they'll yeah. say they'll say no, no, no. You can't say they knew it wasn't going to work because they just didn't know if it would work. And to me, it's like when you're dealing with a vaccine, that's the same thing. You know? Yeah. That means the same thing. Well, and and it tells you they're fucking lying because okay, back in uh, let me look here, April first. Okay, April first, twenty twenty one. So this was. Four months after the Pfizer vaccine, like got the emergency use use authorization from the FDA, and, and Trump pushed this. You know, Trump was part of this, and but you know, well, Trump can't know on, everything. Hold on, hold on one second. You would too. Yeah, you know, no, mean, no, no, no. That's what I, I was getting. At. I was getting there. Trump was part of this, but and people are saying, "Well, Trump did this." Yeah, but he ha- he can't know everything, and so he gets these advisors, and he gets um, Fauci, who he thinks, you know, this guy should know what he's doing, and he takes him in, and at, at some point he should have realized Fauci was a snake. But when he brought him in initially, he didn't know any fucking better. Nobody would. They want to take the 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 most um you know the 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 most uh, forefront expert and 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 get their advice right. So he did that yep. with Fauci, and he did that with all these other people. So you can't blame Trump, and that's why I bring it up. I'm not blaming Trump for this. I'm just saying cutting the people off of the past and saying, well, Trump, 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 Trump. Well, fuck you too. You know. So. So back in April 1st, 2021, and that was four months after Pfizer, they received their emergency use authorization from the FDA, and that was under Trump. The CEO of Pfizer, so Alberta uh, Burela is the name, B-O-U-R-L-A, they tweeted out this, excited to share that updated analysis from our phase three study with BioNTech also showed that our COVID-19 vaccine was 100% effective in preventing COVID-19 cases in South Africa. 100% effective. They, 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 so their, their studies show that they were 100% effective. And then shortly after that, in May, Fauci said that the likelihood of a vaccinated person transmitting COVID was very, very low. This was all based on just hope, hopes and dreams and lies. That's all it was. He went beyond that, though. He came right out and said, if you are vaccinated and you get COVID, it dead ends right there. Yep. You basically you basically uh, ended one case of the virus. And Rachel Maddow got on MSNBC and parroted the same stuff. And, and remember how That's Biden just... and Biden and the administration and all the media after he said this were, were saying that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated. You know? Well, have you heard the latest uh, COVID shot booster ads that are running? Don't take it if you're under forty. No, Is that the one. No. Um, although that's, that's because true. because there's everybody's a, dropping dead of heart attacks that are under forty that take it. Well, not dropping dead, but there's uh, there's, there's very ample high there's ample evidence that a lot of people that would not have heart heart incidences are keeling over from heart incidences, <laughs> heart not, attacks. N- not keeling over. They're not having attacks and there are, but there are a a significant portion of that are dying too. There are, there are deaths, especially in the, in Europe. When you talk, uh, if you look at the, uh, the sports stars that are not stars, but sports, you know, players, um, soccer players or football, they call it over there. Players that have taken the jab. It seems like there's a high, inordinately high amount of them. They're dying of heart attacks. And they're saying, you know what they're saying there? They're saying it has nothing to do with the vaccine, even though they're vaccinated. It has to do with other things. 
again, I haven't seen any evidence that says they've been dying because of it. I have seen, um, what is it, uh, the inflammation. And most of the time myocardial it's temporary. And, and, and yeah, myocarditis. Yeah. Temporary myocarditis. But, you know, no, more, really... Yeah, you, sh- you shouldn't I, be getting that at all. I could probably come up. I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but I'll come up with a list of sport uh, people in sports that have actually died, uh, young people that have died, and it's and it's yeah. it's off the charge, charts. And to to say that the medical, a lot of medical professionals are saying, don't take it, don't take it at this point. Especially yeah. now, I'm I'm still I'm still shocked. There's businesses that are. Um, I know somebody somebody that's uh, looking for a job and they're applying for jobs and some of these jobs in the medical profession. Um, but tangential, you know, like not dealing with patients, you know, like paperwork. Um, and their their policy is that you have to be vaccinated still when, when you're working from home. And yeah. I don't know if that's because they just haven't updated their policy. That could be. Well, well, where I was going before you continued to be worked up. And oh, I know. I, I, yeah, that's the ADB. Um, the, the ads they're running now even say... Hey, 90, it, they come right out the radio ads and they say, you know what 95 or 90% of people who died from COVID had in common? They were over 50 and had uh, health complications. So they're coming right out and admitting that they were wrong about all that stuff. Yeah. And nobody is holding them to it. I mean, all this stuff, like you said, with the pandemic of the unvaccinated, or sorry, as Joe Biden put it, pandemic of the un vaccinated yeah, fuck you and yeah yeah and and here's the thing let's let's let say this again they knew from the very beginning that they lied when they were saying that it it stopped the stopped the transmission they knew they actually knew and you're saying well no they didn't know that it wouldn't no if they didn't know it wouldn't then they knew that or they, they didn't know it would then they knew it wouldn't you know? well if, if it's just down to hope here's, here's what they did know they knew that when they said it will absolutely stop it, they knew they were lying. Well, whether I, or not, whether or not they were right and it turned out it would have, or they were wrong and it turned out it didn't. And when they said that, they were lying. And let's talk about the bullshit that they had to go through in order to get this emergency. Um, what was it called? I'll have to scroll up again. Uh, the emergency use authorization from the FDA in order to get that emergency use authorization from the FDA, they had to prove that it it was necessary and that there were no other treatments that other than a vaccine that would mitigate the virus and hydroxychloroquine. And I think three or four different things. Um, the, 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 what is that? The multi packs treatment i can't remember the names of all of them but there were three or four or five treatments that were very like not just promising but like had data like building like showing that it was working and they had to suppress that in order to get this emergency funding authorization or emergency use authorization for these for these um, vaccines otherwise they couldn't have got that because if there's any inclination that there's a treatment for it then you can't get emergency authorization for a to, to streamline or to, to fast track this stuff. So it's all a fucking scam. Well, just like any other some fucking of those, scam to make money, some to of make those money. Things, some of those things turned out to not be true though. Like hydroxychloroquine looked promising. It turned out to not do it. But the fact that they just suppressed that stuff because they wanted to ram those vaccines through is just dirty. And this is, this is what I try and explain to friends of mine on the left. 
about why people on the right don't trust government because they they lie about stuff like this that's very important you know and there's just too many people who are willing to go along with it you know yeah i heard a great joke today from uh, clay and buck on their show um what did socialists use for light before candles uh i don't know electricity <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> So, what what did um, what did socialists use to to um to drive before? Yeah, I have to think about my joke before I do that. But basically, people that are using electric cars to drive, yeah, they 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 used um, fossil fuels to drive before they used electric cars. Yeah, but by using electric cars, you're using fossil fuels because you have to use coal to produce the electricity. I saw a meme the other day. So there's a joke a, there somewhere. I just didn't get the, get the joke. <laughs> Well, I saw a meme the other day that had a picture of a train with several coal cars, yeah. you know, and the tops are open. And it's just car after, I mean, like as far as the picture went out, so there's like 30 cars on this train full of coal. And it said, hey, look, electric vehicle fuel. Yeah. It's just nuts. It's so simple to go, where does this electricity come from? It doesn't, ju- doesn't just, uh, there isn't, it isn't just in the air. It comes from the wall. Yeah. Or, or they think it like carbon capture, like they just suck it in from the air and electricity just happens, you know? Well, it, it doesn't. <laughs> well, if you go outside during a thunderstorm, you can, you know, there's, you know, a lightning. So it's in the air. We can, we can just capture the lightning, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can make uh, oxygen out of the air. You know, they show those commercials all the time where people do that. So we capture the sunlight. We can capture electricity. We can capture the waves. We can capture the wind. I mean, why are we not capturing everything and just using free energy like that? I know. It's, it's so crazy, simple. It's it? so simple. So simple. Yeah. Oh, All right. Boy. Well, let's uh, let's move on from lying Pfizer okay. to uh, to lying Biden. Yeah. Oh my God, this guy. So here's here's the problem I have with. Um, so I, I put a post up on the Bread and Circuses podcast page on Facebook. And uh, I said, look, Pfizer lied about uh, doing the research. Uh, you know, um, the Biden lied about his son dying in uh, in Iraq. Look, look, the Bidens are all war heroes. We know that. Yep. Yep. Um, Hunter Biden, war hero. Joe Biden, war hero. Yeah. Bo Biden, so, war hero. They lie about all of these things. They lied about uh, uh, Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security. Mayorkas lied about uh, the the Haitian migrants being strapped by the Border Patrol. Yeah, they, they, he actually said right before they went to the press conference that they, you know, this is not true and goes out there and just stands there in solidarity with the fucking liars. But he was get he had an email from someone internally in Department of Homeland Security three hours before the press conference saying, hey, uh, this press conference is coming. We thought you might want to know this. The photographer who took the pictures is like, they weren't hitting anybody with those things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. and by the way, those guys are still on administrative leave. Yeah. You know that? Those Border Patrol agents are doing desk work. Yep. Anyway, so I said that, you know, the Pfizer lied, the Border Patrol, they lied about the Border Patrol. Biden's lying on a, on a daily basis about shit. And now the Saudis have come out and said, hey, he wanted us to push that 
uh, announcement that we're going to reduce production back a month. So it wouldn't affect the midterms. That's the supposition. Other than the comments from the Saudis, all of that stuff is provable. Oh, and the FBI didn't have any any corroborating evidence for the Trump dossier. Yeah, they tried. They tried to pay this uh, Dem Demchenko or whatever the guy who's going through the trial right now. Tried to pay him a million dollars to support it. Or to, no, they tried to pay um, uh, the the British guy, former British spy. Uh, steel. Yeah, tried to pay him, and he said, uh, no way. So anyway, uh, the point is, um, then they wonder why people don't trust government. They wonder why, you know, flu season is coming up, and they're polling people, and they have the lowest amount of people saying they're going to get the flu shot ever, because people don't believe anything. And then I just heard someone the other day say, and it's way too tinfoil hatty for me, uh, probably not for you though. Uh, said that uh, they were going to um, they were going to slip the COVID vaccine into the flu vaccine. So you would go in and say, "Well, I don't want the COVID shot, but I'll take the flu shot," and then they'll give you the COVID vaccine. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that. Well, except that the COVID vaccine takes two shots, and you're not going in for two flu shots. It's it's silly, but the point is, it's not that hard to believe. You know. Yeah. So. It, it's funny to me that if you say the president is an addle-brained liar at this point, um, no one, you know, people in the media just give you a hard time and say you can't say stuff like that. But this whole thing with Saudi Arabia, yeah, I mean, we need friends in the Middle East, and you know, you can say all you want about the nine eleven. Um, 9-11 people being Saudi Arabians, the government, that's individuals, the government in general, uh, even though they can be some shitty people, like when they killed that reporter, um, they are, they generally are supporting what we want to do in the Middle East. No, well, you know, well, okay. To a degree, they're looking out for their own best interest, like any country should. And, yeah, but, but, but their best interests align with ours in many cases. Yeah, but but they even came out with a statement just saying because Biden was such a fucking ineffectual fucking idiot out over there and the administration, they came out and basically said, hey, we're not your friends. We're we're here for a strategic reason. We're, we're with you, allying with you for strategic reasons that benefit you but benefit us. That's what we are. We're not your friend. You know? Yeah, but you know what? Trump would say the same stuff and they would talk about how he was a foreign policy idiot. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so then what does Biden say he's going to do now? He says, well, we're going to cut, uh, we're going to cut the amount of weapons we sell to you. <laughs> yeah. So who are we hurting there? They have the money to buy the weapons. Mm -hmm. There will be someone else who will sell them to yeah. them. Yep. What, what are we doing? That's, you know, uh, forwarding our interests, nothing. It's just yeah. petty bullshit. And I think who was it? Was it Gates? Who was the uh, uh, Secretary of Defense who was going out when um, when uh, Biden was coming in? And he said, you know, Obama had said never underestimate uh, Joe's ability to <laughs> fuck things up. <laughs> yeah. But in that same that same guy said. Biden has been wrong on every foreign policy thing he ever thought, you know, yeah. didn't want to kill bin Laden, you know, just, you can, you can go on and list these over and over and over. Now what we're seeing is he's doing the same thing. This whole thing with Saudi Arabia is, 
is just uh, I'm going to make up a word exacerbation, which I don't think is a word. <laughs> I like, um, it. yeah, well, it's mine now. You owe me a quarter if you use it. Okay. Um, so it, it's just, they made, they stopped getting our own fossil fuels, which was stupid. And now because of that we're short. So we're having to beg people we don't like very much or people that don't have our best interests in mind and use about reserves, our strategic reserves too. We might not like the Saudis, and they may not like us very much, but the truth is our interests gel to a large degree. So buying oil from them is better than buying it from places like Iran and Russia and Venezuela, which don't have our best interests in mind at all. You know? Yeah. And then on top of that, we're going to go to Saudis who, you know, basically exist through power and projection of strength in the Middle East, you know? Yeah. And uh, we're going to say, we're not going to sell you weapons. And, so they're going to go get them somewhere else. And so Biden goes over there uh, to, to kind of shore up their, their uh, for lack of a better word, support of our, of our financial stability. And he goes, so he says, yeah, he goes over there. And the first thing he does, and talk about showing weakness, he does the fist bump with the, with the prince, you know, instead of shaking hands saying, hey, I'm the American president. We shake hands. We don't fist bump. So eh, you, I don't know. It, I no, it's just no, but that's that. what that is. It's it's a it's a capitulation. It's a show. It's a show of weakness. Do you think Trump would have fist bumped? I think he would have grabbed his hand and pulled him in like he always does, and like shake the fuck out of it like a dead fish. So so Biden uh, goes over and he tried to convince Saudi Arabia and what they're a part of OPEC. Uh, yeah. And and he tried to convince them after all this disaster. They said, "No, nah, fuck you. We're not. We're going to do what we do. You do what you do. We're going to do what we do." And he leaves without any guarantee on anything. And then he finds out that they're going to um, delay pr- production or, or ramp down production. Is that what it, uh, cut production? Right. So he finds that out. The ministry find, and they go, "Hey, hey, hey." Uh, so we found out now that he tried to convince Saudi Arabia and OPEC to delay the announcement of their production cuts. Until um, until whatever what, what time until until it's too late for the elections basically push it back a month basically so yeah. it'd be right right before the election or 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 basically it would be after the elections that it really gets gets out I mean yeah. the announcement so so it it's it's manipulation pure and simple and we know it is and that's what they do and people go well that's what that's what politicians do they manipulate yeah but that's it's it's not. It's not kosher, you know. It's just like all the uh, the meddling and the and the rigging they did for the elections between Trump and Biden wasn't. It was technically probably most of it was technically legal. It's all fucking shitty, you know. Well, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I, I don't want to say I don't have a problem with politicians being shitty. I expect that they will be shitty, but. I have a problem with when you catch them dead to rights in it and they go, that didn't happen. That wasn't me. And they keep doing it all the time. And the Biden administration just thinks that everybody is so stupid that they'll just fall for this stuff. And people are starting to wake up to it. Yeah. Maybe not fast enough, but they're waking up. Yeah. So, so Biden, after he finds out that they're, no, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to cut production and, you know, we're going to announce it. And then he told the Saudis that, you know, if you don't delay, um, you know, it'll look like you're siding with Russia and the war in Ukraine. You don't want that. You know, it's like, it's like all this, you're hearing all this and you're going, why? First of all, how is this getting out? For one, I mean, yeah. the, the leaks. 
because people are just sick are seeing this and like shaking their heads going this this can't be possible that this that that this is going on and and they're going well, do you understand what's happening this is this is incompetency to the highest degree i think the links are the leaks are getting out because biden hinted that he might run you know yeah. and i don't think the democratic party wants him running in or even sounding like he could be cuz they know they'll get their ass kicked yeah. um they know they were sneaking Joe in last time, and they did it. Um, and by the way, everybody on the everybody in the Democratic Party who looks like they're going to have a rough time is using the same tactic he did. You know, hide in the basement, don't don't debate. Yeah. Um, but he thought, uh, or they he thought, you know, hey, I'll probably run again. I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing. Blah blah blah. He's completely delusional. But I think people in the Democratic Party are now saying we got to make sure this guy can't possibly run. I, I think that's the only reason we're hearing anything about Hunter Biden anymore. Yeah. In the way of they say, well, now he just, you know, maybe they might indict him, you know, um, and there's Democrats who are on board with that. The reason they're on board with it now is they got the president they wanted and now they realize they've got him and they don't want him anymore. Yeah. So yep. I think it's, it's his own people submarining him. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd like to, to switch to another topic here. Cause there's just, I'm just, right. we're just going to staccato go to new topics. I'm not going to transition smoothly. Um, so when have you ever <laughs> there's the a Chinese Communist Party military scientist who got funding from the National Institute of Health filed a patent for a COVID-19 vaccine in February last year, raising fears that the shot was being studied even more before the pandemic became public. And it's a there's a full report at New York Post, which I have up here. So it just says, um, uh, you know, a Chinese company. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this. Okay. Uh, Zhu Yusen, a decorated military scientist for the People's Liberation Army who worked alongside the Wuhan Institute of Virology as well as U.S. scientists, filed a patent on February 24, 2020, according to documents that were obtained by the Australian. Um, the patent, lodged by the Institute of Military Medicine Academy of Military Sciences of the PLA, was filed just five weeks after China admitted there was a human-to-human -human transmission of the virus, and months before Zhu died under mysterious circumstances. Okay, I'm gonna. I have a special treat for you in this. All right. Okay, I'm going to defend this position. No oh boy. Okay, you're Peter Ducey here, and you're asking this question. I'm going to ask, do you want me to answer it as if I were Jen Psaki or Corinne Jean-Pierre? Pierre. <laughs> What's that? Do it as Pierre. Pierre? Yeah, do some word salad for me. Oh, listen, listen. What, what you need to understand is this information is not, it's not true, Crow. Well, it's not. Are, would you where, say? Would you say you there's getting, nuance? Where are you this? getting this? Is there nuance? No, listen. We have done the work. <laughs> You've done we the have work. done the work. <laughs> the nuance work. To keep work. people safe from no, no. We've done the work. Okay, I just explained that to you. I just said it. I just said we've done the work. Right, but so what, about China, work what about China? What about China? People uh, safe. What about the patent for the vaccine filed five weeks after China admitted that there was human human transmission of the virus? What, well, what? I, I can't answer. You're going to have to talk to the Department of Health over that because I don't have that in front of me. <laughs> All I can tell you is we have done mm. the work 
And COVID is not a threat to people anymore. And that's because we have done the work. The previous administration didn't do the work, Mm -hmm. but we're working to do the work that we're doing with the work we're doing. Mm -hmm. There, how's that? Mm -hmm. Perfect, perfect. Do you want my Saki one? Yes, I want to hear Saki. Crow. 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 There, that was my yeah, But you should finish by, we're going to circle back to this. <laughs> no, she stopped saying that because she was taking shit on Twitter for it. Yeah. So it's so. just, it's just, there's just more and more, just more and more evidence of all the fuckery involved in this whole thing and how it seems like everything about this was somehow orchestrated, you know? So I don't, I don't even think it was, I don't even think it was even like some new world order kind of thing. Oh, I'm, I'm all I think with they, that. I know you are, but you're crazy. I think, uh, I think what it was is they wanted to get something. I mean, look at all the companies that wanted to get something out there. And when like Moderna realized they probably could or Merck, which one of those two companies realized they weren't, I think it was Merck. They weren't going to be able to get a vaccine out fast enough. So they just said, Hey, we'll help Pfizer. Because all they wanted was to be the first one to market and be able to say, we did something. And when they said, well, shit, we're going to have to do all this testing, uh, you know, the National Institute of Health and all of that said, eh, we, we'll get by without doing that. Yeah. And the media was more than happy to play along. Right. Okay. So. All right. What else you got? Uh, the fact that the FBI arrested 11 pro-life activists last week for peacefully protesting abortion. Uh, One of them was, uh, by the way, a woman named Eva Eld, an 87-year-old survivor of Nazi concentration camps. So they're arresting pro-life activists. And we talked about this before, the the guy that the FBI raided his home with his seven children there, um, guns drawn, as if he was some sort of, you know, like a Waco-style military risk. Even the Waco, they weren't a risk either. To be to be honest, but so they're going after pro-life um, activists, right? The FBI is literally going after pro-life activists, but we've got story after story of these um, pro-life um, um, centers, these um, these um, uh, not abortion birthing centers, centers? birthing, you know, or, or or crisis centers is what they are, uh, pro-life yeah. crisis center, centers that are there specifically with doctors. You know, it's not just counselors, it's doctors there that are counseling women that have emergency or crisis pregnancies. And the only thing they won't do is, is direct them to abortion. They'll do everything, everything else. They'll do every medical procedure, you know, um, uh, uh, MRI and not MRIs, um, ultrasounds, they'll yep. do blood work, they'll do counseling, they'll do everything. But what, what they won't do is direct the women to kill their babies. And what's they're getting firebombed. They're getting death threats. They're getting um, um, like blatant um, uh, Twitter and Facebook and, and groups that are talking about like uh, what Jane says. Is that one of them? Jane's uh, Revenge. Jane's Revenge that are coming out and saying we need to organize and we need to uh, shut these clinics down. And by any means necessary, that's happening. But you're not hearing anything about the FBI going after these people and and making a show of showing up their homes and and arresting them and guns drawn. But, you know, pro-life people are. It's fucking disgusting. This is the nation we live in. 
Well, and the pro the pro choice people are saying, hey, um, that guy who you're talking about, and there's some truth to this, and this is what this is where they exist is on the fringes of truth. They say that guy is not a peaceful protester. At a protest, he pushed yeah, someone talk down. About context, yeah. Which which is true, except it was two years ago. And how many people have you let go for violent assaults yeah. without any bail Yeah. in the meantime? And it was two years ago, and in context, and they fucking knew this, the FBI. They knew this, that in context, he had his 12-year-old son there, and they were peacefully protesting you know, and doing the, you know, giving uh, information about, um, you know, showing photos of embryos in the womb, you know, saying, hey, this is a baby, that kind of stuff. It's always peaceful. And this this one counter protester, this one pro death protester would show up and target him and and target him and his son and get in their faces and say, your dad's a faggot. Did you know your dad's a faggot, you little fucker? You should be aborted, that kind of stuff. And finally, he got in the son's face in his in his bubble and the and the father pushed him. And the guy fell down. Nothing happened. Didn't get hurt. Whatever. Sued him. And but they say, oh no, this is part of the thing. You can't interfere with. Uh, and so this guy called himself a an escort for the women getting abortions. So you can't legally interfere with the with the procedure with the women or with their escorts. And so this guy called himself an escort. It was all fuckery, is what it was. And and like you said, it was two years ago. And this guy is not a flight risk. He's not a threat. He's got seven fucking children. He's got a wife. He's got a home. He's not gonna. He's not gonna run. He's not gonna shoot. And you motherfuckers show up with guns drawn. I saw the video with with tactical vests and guns drawn, and then acting like smug assholes when his wife goes, "What's going on?" They're like, "Fuck you!" Basically, they didn't say "fuck you." But they said, "None of your business," or you know, "We're not gonna tell you." And 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 when Hannity, who I can't fucking stand at this point, and you 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 know, before I was more like wishy washy and handy, you're right, he's a piece of shit. When Hannity says, "Oh, the 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 FBI agents on the ground and this and that," no, there are good FBI agents, but the ones that participate in this, the ones that aren't leadership, the ones that show up with the fucking uh, AR-15s and the and the tack vests and 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 do this, they're just as bad. They're like the guards at oh. Auschwitz. First of all, I didn't call Hannity a piece of shit. I said he just annoyed the hell out no, of me. He's a piece of shit. Listening to him. Well, he's uh, he's working on it, but you better be careful saying that around him because he'll tell you, you know, what a pistol marksman he yeah, is and a how mixed he, martial uh, artist. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved when he did that. And Rogan played that clip and just laughed and goes, "He's still mixed martial artist." Yeah. So. So yeah, this this whole thing where the FBI, um, um, it's just the leadership. It's it's not the the boot, the men on the ground. Yeah, it's the men on the ground too, because they wouldn't be able to do this bullshit if it weren't for them. And they know they're doing wrong because even parts of it, you see uh, videos like even one of the FBI agents kind of realizes realizes they done fucked up with this whole thing with with the uh, the pastor and his wife and the seven kids. He 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 looked um, contrite. And he looked like, okay, you know, maybe we were overboard, but he still fucking did it. You know? Well, and I understand to a degree, and Dennis Prager has a great point about this. He says, you know, I, I got frustrated once with Tim Poole when he was saying, you know, if you're not fighting back, you're just, you're part of the problem and everything. And Dennis Prager said, look, not everyone's a fighter. You know, not everyone can just... Tim Pool was saying, if you don't like this stuff that your company is doing, walk away from your job. It's not that simple when you have kids and yeah. responsibilities and everything. And Dennis Prager was saying, not everybody can do that, but then support the people who are fighting. 
What I would say is different is when it comes to cops or FBI agents or people who go along with this, you have way too much power yeah. to just say, look, I understand, but I'm just trying to cover my ass. Right. You, direct, no, you can directly fuck someone else's life up. Right. It's like, who's that one the FBI agent who's a SWAT team guy? He's like a six or 10 year veteran or something. And he just, he just resigned. Uh, well, they said he resigned. They basically fired him, walked him out of the building, took his badge and his uh, gun. I remember. Uh, a couple weeks ago, hmm. and he just said, "I can't, I can't keep doing this anymore." Oh, I, yeah, I didn't. I, I'm not recalling. Yeah, and uh, you know, I now Tulsi Gabbard is saying she left the Democrat Party, and there's all the smug stuff about Democrats going, "Oh, who said she was a Democrat in the first place?" And there's Republicans saying, "Yeah, well, unless she's going to vote for Republicans, it doesn't matter." No, it does no, matter. No, it matters it, that she. It matters that she's leading the Democrat Party, but don't automatically assume she's a gung ho conservative Republican at this point. Well, but we can't always assume the mistake we make is, and I think, you know, lately the Democrats have been worse, uh, the worst at it, but Republicans for the longest time have this, this purity testing thing. It's like, if you go along with me on 19 of 20 things, you're still not good enough. You know, I mean, we can't expect people to agree with us on everything. We have to be able to have some reasoned debate. Right. When we don't. And what you have to do is not do what the left does where they're it's the um, what's it called? The where everything everything is interconnected. There's a term for it. Um oh it's on the top of my head. They say it all the fucking time. Where you've got if you're a if you're a, a, a lesbian, you know, a white lesbian, then you have to yeah, be in I support know. of the gay trans intersectionality. Uh, Yep, yeah, thank you. So, so I almost said intersexuality. <laughs> so the left so are all later. about intersectionality, which is the kind of a purity testing. Um, and because if you're not on board with A, B, Z, D, you know, F, Y, Z, then you can't you can't be part of anything else. Well, the Republicans, we should be like, hey, let's talk about just three or four specific things. If you're on my side, let's just stick with that and we'll fight on that front. And then whatever side thing you've got and side thing I've got, we'll go our separate ways and fight those things separately. That's what we need to do. Well, it's it's like me. When I when it comes down to it for me, I like I like I'm a Bill of Rights Republican. I'm like, you get to have your gun you get to say what you want to say. You get to kind of live how you live as long as you're not hurting anybody else with it. And I mean directly hurting, not like your existence is triggering yeah. kind of stuff. And, you know, I don't think we should be killing babies. Yeah. Um, aside from that, you can you can deviate with me on different stuff. And that doesn't mean I'm going to be like, well, screw these guys. I can't deal with them anymore. Well, mutilating, and, mutilating children also with this uh, hormone and, and sex change bullshit. Yeah. So I mean, abuse, abuse or, or killing of children as well is where I draw the line. Well, and but even within that, you and I probably differ. I don't think we should be. I don't think we should be uh, genetically or physically altering these kids. But you know, if if your uh, if your ten year old says he feels more comfortable dressing like a girl and being called Susie, I'm going to say uh, I got a problem with this. But I'm not going to send yeah. my kid to therapy. No, 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 you know? and I'm not going to take them away from their parents. If if the parent right. is going to dress them up like say, a little girl and put a dress on them and call them Susie when their name is Chad, I'm not going to take them away from their parents for that. I'm going to say they're really shitty parents, and that kid's going to fucking hate them for it. But whatever, it's not permanent. Yeah. It's not. You know, it might be. It might be psychologically permanent. Who knows? But physically, it's not permanent. So hormone blockers, you know, transition and stuff. That's where it becomes permanent, and that's where it's abuse. 
Just like well, just like when they, these- just like slapping. We can have little nuanced uh, discussions about corporal punishment, where uh, spanking or slapping or whatever. Uh, but if you're causing permanent damage, if you're slapping the fucking teeth out of a kid, that's abuse. Yeah, it, it's easy. But, and and now you see the left is even running these ads um, about uh, how hormone blockers are just temporary. They they, they just put they, it on hold for aren't. a little while. They never were. I know, but they're they're flat out saying it's yeah. temporary. More and more of these uh, detransitioners are coming out. There's more and more of them, and they there's a video I just saw. It was kind of heartbreaking. Where this this girl who really looks like a she's like a twenty year old girl, and she went through the hormone stuff for five years, and she regrets it. She goes, "It's too late. The damage is done." She goes, "I'm never. My hair is falling out. I, I'm I look like a thirty year old man with a receding hairline." And my voice has changed. I'm never going to get my voice back, no matter what. If I if I go on yeah. different hormones, it's not going to it's not going to fix this because during the time where I should have been going through puberty, I was on puberty blockers. I was on hormones, and it's it's permanent. Well, did you see that? Um, it's it's nothing to do with um, the uh, the gender debate or anything. But there was a gal I saw interviewed a couple times. She's She's like 22, 23, and she looks like she's like a 10 or 12-year-old girl. And it was because she had some sort of illness hmm. that, that damaged her pituitary gland okay. and all this in the middle of her. And she's like, I will forever look like a 13-year-old girl. Wow. And so it, she goes, so it's hard to find a date. She goes, unless you... She goes, unless you're finding these really creepy guys, you know, I'm thinking, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And that was through no fault of her own. It was just like she just got sick, but it's like you're doing this on purpose to some kids. Just yeah. let them work through it, you know? Yep. So, but yeah, getting back to the Tulsi Gabbard thing, it doesn't necessarily – everybody is like big on, oh, well, whose side is she on now? No, she is a former representative from one of the most liberal states in the country who I had a lot of – fundamental disagreements with i agreed with her on a lot of things too um but i think the idea is she left the one of two parties and we got two parties in this country that's it yeah um she left one of them doesn't mean she went to the other one but she just left the other one and that's a big deal you know yeah and everybody's trying to fight over what she is now no what you need to talk about is what she was. She isn't anymore. Well, and she came out with this, this announcement to basically promote her podcast that she's coming out with. So, yeah, of course people, she go, did. people go, oh, that's terrible. It's like, no, that's smart. You know, yeah. you have to make a living. She's basically no longer allowed to be to make her living in the Democrat Party as a politician. She can't do that anymore. So she has to transition to some, some way of making money. You know? Yeah. So if she can do that as in a podcast, more power to her. I, I'm Look, not going to support her for any kind of political office. If she comes out as an independent, I won't be supporting her. If she comes out as a, as a wishy-washy Republican, I won't be supporting her unless she proves that she's changed her ways. She's anti-Second Amendment for, for civilians, although that seems to be changing. Um, and she's uh, pro-abortion. Um, she's pro-WEC. Um, you know, WEC, the, what's that? the world economic forum stuff, she, oh, just yeah. like, just well, like, or just like our friend Dan Crenshaw. 
Um, where do you where do you get the feel? Where do you get the idea she's anti Second Amendment for civilians? I haven't heard that one. Uh, she has been for a long time. The, just recently, she's she's kind of giving hints that maybe she's changing her um, her opinion on that, but not. She hasn't blatantly put out a statement saying, "Hey, I believe c- civilians should be able to own uh, assault or um, um, sporting." Well, she calls them assault rifles, but sporting rifles and 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 high capacity magazines. She's been anti that. She's been pro uh, registry, all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I thought you meant just in general. She didn't want civilians owning guns. No, 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 no. Like, 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 okay. the, like the purist stuff. Like the me and you and I are basically purists, and she's against almost all of it. And but here lately, there she's put out a video where she was firing um, AR-15 or something and talking about how great it is. I think she might be amending her attitude on that but you know hey great if she is and i'll take her at her word for it you know she seems to be uh she seems to be when you when you listen to her speak she seems to be coming from a place of um like she's not she's she's sincere it seems like like from what i what i what i understand or for you know i get a sincerity from her and it it might be wrong but at least i believe she believes what she believes in in a sincere way, not just calculating or political, you know? Well, look, there are certain points in your life where you sort of reevaluate what you're thinking. Yeah. And there are other points that precede that where you're absolutely sure that you're not wrong about anything. And I think in your, you know, your mid teens, you're the smartest person you've ever oh, met. Yeah. And by yeah. the time you're 21, you're like, I need to rethink some of this stuff. And it happens to you again in your early forties, yeah, you which don't... is what she's going through right now. Yeah. And then it happens later again, uh, so I've been told, in your early 60s. And you sort of – it's okay to look at things and say, you know what? My position has evolved on this when you're not running for something, you know? Yeah. The- if you're saying it on a debate stage two weeks before an election – I'm a little circumspect. Yeah. I do I do like when people actually admit that they've their their positions have evolved. The the what pisses me off the most is they go, I've never no, I've never I've been very consistent on this. I've never and you know for a fact they're full of shit. And you go, just mm-hmm. just admit you've you've come to a you've come to epiphany or you've subtly changed whatever. Whatever you want to say, just say, Hey, you know, I believe something, you know, but um the but the more I've talked with people, the more I've researched this, I've come to change my opinion on it. That'd be like the best thing you can say. Well, and I, I don't want to get sidetracked by this issue. I just want to use it as an example for my own personal feeling. We've, you know, we've talked uh, a few times about abortion and I've always said, I really struggle with the rape and incest part of it. I just do. And so I have some friends who are very, uh, well, I would say more acquaintances um, who are very, you know, pro-choice and they say, well, what about the rape and incest part? And I admit to them, I go, look, I really have a hard time with it, and I don't know where I fall yet. you know. Yeah. But let's understand, that's not where most of this is. Almost all of this, almost exclusively, is Abo- it's a matter of convenience. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's abortion as birth, birth control. Like, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not uh, for rape and incest. It's for convenience. By the way... Um, and I'm going to I'm going to make an admission here that I'm I shouldn't. But uh, I've been watching. I've told you this in private before. I've been watching too many Meg Tao videos <laughs> on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, that's uh, men, it, men going their own way is what that's. Yeah. For. And, and what it means is it's more about men being men and not being women. Um, 
or not, and, uh, not needing to be validated to, by by showing off or or having uh, or appeasing women. Yeah, it's more along the lines of men being comfortable understanding that there are roles for men and roles for women, and no, it's not barefoot and pregnant. It's not all the stuff that the left wants to paint it as. But anyway, one of them was uh, it was a clip of a TikTok video of a woman saying she told her boyfriend that she's been with for three years. She said, uh, look, I'm not comfortable with us being intimate until you get vaccinated or get vaccinated until you get a, um, a vasectomy because, you know, I can't get an abortion in this town or this state. And she said, and uh, he just sort of met that with silence. She goes, which was disturbing. <laughs> and I'm thinking, if I've been dating someone for three years and sleeping with them and they said, yeah, you need to get a vasectomy, you know, especially if I was still planning at some point in my life yeah, to have if you're kids. you're a baby, baby uh, siring age, fuck you. I would have said, bitch, you crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mm -hmm. would have said, no, what are you? And so she said, this guy looked at her like, um, what are you talking about? And then he said, I thought very wisely, why do I have to do something based on what every other idiot has done. His point was, I'm not running around, you know, having uh, kids and ditching them and blah, 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 you know. And uh, and it, it was a great point. But I thought it was, I thought it was the, it was the height of narcissism for this woman to think, well, my boyfriend should have to get a vasectomy because I don't feel comfortable. There are plenty of other perfect means of birth control. Yeah. You know, I mean, the pill is, they say the pill is listed at 99% effective. The only reason it's 99% is that some women in those studies were terrible at taking it consistently. Well, the, the pill works 100% of the time. I don't blame women for not wanting to be on the pill. There's plenty of women that have hormonal disruption by being on the pill. It's not good to fuck with your hormones. Hormones. As well, there's we also it. plenty of women. There's also plenty of women who take the pill to regulate many other things too. Right. So it's a it's a very safe medication. I agree with you. Hormone disruption for, and a woman just for yeah, just for convenience to me seems like a bad idea. That's just an opinion, um, based on all the other hormonal disruptions we have in our lives. But um, I think, you know, there, like you said, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I mean, there's plenty of methods, you know, to, to, to mitigate yeah. that for better damn near as effective. So, but the one I, the one I love, and I know I said, didn't want to spin off on this topic. I really don't. I'm just, I'm just talking about the arguments people make sometime, but the one I've heard lately is women say, well, if there's not going to be abortion available, I'm going to have to be way more discerning as to who I sleep with. It's like, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say, but uh, that's a good, but that's a bonus to all this. Yeah. It should have been like yeah. that to begin with. Yeah, maybe some of you should have been a little more. Yeah. Score. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, discerning. Sorry. That discerning. Was yeah, news. exactly. Um, all right. What do you got next? Real quick. We want to talk about how Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi vowed to punch Trump out if he came to the Capitol. I have to admit, the only thing I've seen of this is about 10 seconds worth or 20 seconds worth of video of her talking about, you know, hey, if he brings those protesters here, I'm going to punch somebody and or punch him. And two, my only two comments about this, and then I'll let you run with it, is uh, my first is, can we get away from this boss bitch stuff where women think they're going to be knocking men out? Or elderly because, men. Let's stop that, too. Stop, stop acting like a tough guy when you're 80. You're not. I know. I just, I'm really tired of these, 
you know, the I keep every time I think of this, I think of the Charlize Theron movie, which I didn't see, where she was like the super Atomic agent blonde. assassin. Yeah, where she's just cleaning out tons of guys. I was just reading the Larry Korea book, um, the ninth Monster Hunter book, and don't tell me if there's going to be more or not, but because uh, there aren't any more written right now. But right. he um, he talks about this woman who comes in there and she's. In the very beginning, she gets in a fight, little Asian woman, mm -hmm. and cleans out a bunch of big guys. And he's thinking, she's got to be supernatural because <laughs> that, that doesn't happen other happen than otherwise. <laughs> that's yeah, why, that's just, why I like my urban fantasy where you can have ass-kicking women, but they are usually like vampires or like uh, supernatural in some way. <laughs> yeah. So can we get past this thing where women are doing the thing like, I'll, I'll, mess, a, I'll mess an asshole it, up. It, but No, you won't. Real, real quick, I know we're going to end tangents here, but there was that movie, our TV series that just came out with Jeff Bridges called The Old Man or something like that. Did I tell you about this? Yeah. And he is an ex-agent, ex-operative, and he's trying to disappear, and somehow he gets found out. Um, and the first few episodes are pretty cool, and he actually gets into a couple of fights that are actually pretty cool. Like, he's got a couple of Rottweilers that are really well trained and they're part of, you know, they're part of his, his detail basically. Like if he starts getting his ass kicked, he just whistles for the Rottweilers, which is pretty cool for an old man. That makes sense. Right. Um, yeah. but some of the fights he gets into is like, dude, he would have been winded in like 10 seconds. Like he, well, most people would be winded about 10 seconds yeah, in a serious yeah. fight. And, and then it gets more ridiculous from there. But at first it was pretty cool. But then he started thinking, yeah, I mean, I can get on board with a, an 80 year old guy like Biden talks about taking Trump behind the woodshed and, and, and showing him what's what. It's like, no, dude, if you can be a masculine, you can be, a, you know, a, a manly man at 80 years old. You still can be. You can have a, a force of personality. You can have whatever. But don't talk about fucking beating people up. Talk about, you know, shooting them. <laughs> talk about. Well, that reminds me. You know, in pull out my gun and I'll shoot you. It reminds me of that scene in Justified, which is the best TV show ever. Yeah. Um where it's art is a Nick Cersei's character, I think. And he's chasing a guy, you know, art's got a bad knee and he's, he's having this slow foot chase with this guy who's got oxygen, you know, <laughs> and, and he's limping along in his knee and the other guy's pushing along, pulling his little tank behind him. And art finally goes, God damn it. And he just takes out his gun and fires a warning shot. Yeah. And the guy goes, and he's like, enough of this bullshit, yeah. you know? And I, that's one of the reasons I love that show. Yeah, is that kind yeah of that's writing. a very but, masculine thing, but it's like it's it's acknowledging your limitations. But I mean, even in the I mean, Gina Carano was a very, very skilled mixed martial artist. And she had a movie. She was in a fight scene with uh, Channing Tatum. And uh, they asked Channing Tatum, they said, hey, if you got into a fight with Gina, he said, oh, she'd kick my ass. Now, Channing Tatum's a big fit dude. And I think he would probably win that fight. But his point was, man, she could really hurt a guy if he wasn't paying attention. It's like, yeah, yeah she's a professionally trained fighter. Yeah. But, you know, so that's that's the only time. you. But she's not going to wade through a room of guys like that. No. Um, and uh, so secondly, you know, I said I want to I want to get past the uh, boss bitch or uh, badass chick stage. Um Sorry, I lost my second point. Where are we going? That's all right. We can, oh, so we, can, we can get back to this Pelosi vowing to punch okay, out Trump. Okay, okay. And, uh, you know, secondly and more importantly, the thing people are starting to bring up is why did she have a camera crew with her? Okay, that's what I was going to get to. So there's an article here. 
Um, NBC Bay Area, Eric Tucker. Uh, as rioters stormed through the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was sheltering in a secure location and trying to do what her job demands, take charge of the situation. Uh, here's a quote. Um, there has to be some way, she told colleagues, colleagues, we can maintain a sense that people have that there's some security and some confidence that government can function. I should talk like her where you can't even. And that you can elect the president of the United States. Um, so then an unidentified voice interjected with alarming news. Lawmakers in the House floor had begun putting on tear gas masks preparing for a breach. Startled, Pelosi asked the woman to repeat what she said. Do you believe this? Pelosi said in disbelief to another Democratic leader, uh, Jim Claiborne. Uh, it was around 2.45 p.m. and a violent cacophony had already disrupted the planned certification of the presidential election hours before the building was secure. So th this article is making it sound like she's just, they're they are reacting. That's what I hate about the liberal fucking media. They're just reacting to this and, and they're so just. I don't know. I'm really at a loss as for where you were going with they're, they're on top of this article is like kind of describing Pelosi as just happening to be there and, and taking charge of the situation going, this is not right. We've got to do something. Let's, let's, uh, you know, gas masks on everybody. <laughs> like it's like, it's, yeah. But what turns out was she, her daughter was filming some sort of, I don't know, documentary or something about her mother. And so they had cameras ready that day and they were there and Pelosi um, had a statement where she goes, um, somebody says something about, uh, you know, what if they come to the Capitol? Well, and they go, well, Trump's not at the Capitol. And they go, but what if he does? And she goes, if he comes, I'm going to punch him out. I've been waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail, but I'm going to be happy. It's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wow. This is way before any, any news came out or any kind of indication that people were going to breach the Capitol at this point. So she was waiting for this. She was prepared for this. She knew it was coming. And she was the one that was in charge of um, the capital security, the capital security and, and improvements of the, the security system. She, she, she shoulders a lot of the blame for this because she was uh, what they were half staffed. The Capitol police were half staffed on January 6th. The Sergeant at arms um, was denied he had multiple multiple requests to her for the National Guard to assist in the days like, uh, what was it, five days leading up? She, like They knew it was going to be a huge thing on January 6th. So they, he, he had like five or six requests to Nancy Pelosi and, and was denied, denied for, for more officers, you know, more, more equipment, yeah. more shields, more helmets, all that shit, the riot gear. And she said, no, no. So, so if, if you don't, if you don't at this point have any suspicion whatsoever that this was some sort of rigged thing, some sort of inside, inside job to make this go sideways, you're fucking retarded. Well, it may not have been to the degree that they thought, like it may just have been that the Capitol police said, Hey, we think this could be bad. It may not have been that they put bad actors in there. Um, I think the truth is somewhere in between, but Regardless, the point is they knew some shit could go down and she did not take precautions, you know, yeah. and I just heard, I can't remember where it was. I was watching something on Fox business today, or maybe it was Fox news. Um, it, I can't remember who was interviewing, uh, who, but it, well, they were interviewing Lisa Booth and then they had their Democrat talking person on there who I've never seen before. And he made a big deal about January 6th saying, 
you know, people, there were several law enforcement officers who, who were killed, who died, or didn't say were killed. He said died. And Lisa Booth just goes, oh, cut it out. Yeah. She's like, no, none of them died. Then. No. None of them. She goes, stop saying it. And the guy goes, nope, they did. They did. That. And it's like, oh, my God. No, they didn't. Okay. There, so there were some that were injured, but there were none that died at the Capitol that day, period. Now, the cops did shoot Ashley Babbitt. And now there's video coming out of her saying it's video captured of her saying, Hey, cut it out. We got to stop this. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, despite the J- uh, January 6th committee's attempt to blame the Capitol riot and former president, John Donald Trump and election integrity supporters, the GOP members, um, of house, I guess found that Pelosi who was responsible for capital security, according to house rules, and has led the Democrat majority for years, repeatedly failed to implement necessary improvements on the capital security system. Uh, uh, Banks and Davis, I don't know who they are, but they pointed out to an after-action report from Capitol Police that showed that the law enforcement department reorganized its intelligence without authorization, which left it without essential open-source intelligence capabilities and caused staffing changes that may have contributed to the tragedy on January 6th. So basically, I mean, it was... It was something, and then you've got Ray Epps, who nobody still is, nobody wants to talk about what happened to him and what what his deal is. How we've had uh, insider Fed, either Fed Feds on the payroll or supported by the Feds or paid by the Feds to 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 um, uh, instigate bullshit, and we've had Black Lives Matter on video pretending to be Trump supporters, wearing MAGA hats, going in there and saying, "I'm going to start some shit," and starting some shit. Yeah, and we still can't find the guy who placed the pipe bombs. Yeah, and then the remember that bombs. remember that but bus. We can find we can find everybody who walked through there. And Ray Epps actually alluded to that, like said something about pipe bombs. So like he he was in the know of all this shit. Um, yeah. and then there was like a bus full of people, armed people, the day before, and we don't hear anything about that either anymore. You know, were they all feds? <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's just well, I love crazy. The, I love the videos of Ray Epps trying to talk to people and there were people going, Fed, Fed, Fed. <laughs> He's like, oh no, you can see like, no, no, no. I'm just saying we need to go into the Capitol, into yeah. the Capitol. Let me whisper yeah. in this guy's ear and then he'll uh, fight the police. Yeah. Pelosi, or call me a fed. Pelosi is a fucking demon. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. A demon. She's an evil person. So. so. Yeah, well, I think we're coming up on our time here. Oh, we're, we are we're past right our hour, time. So we so, are by a couple well, of minutes here. So. We, we we uh we powered through some shit here, so that was we good. did. <laughs> so so if there's anything well, anybody wants us to uh, to comment on or cover that we've missed, they can get in contact with us. How Rooster? By checking us out on the Facebook page, Bread and Circuses Podcast, and make sure to leave your topics, your comments, like, share, all that stuff. It helps us get the word out. Fantastic. See you, bye.